The Planet Sport Rugby Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Planet Sport Rugby Podcast Japan 2019. It's episode 14. I'm Tom Ellis. I'm Liam Flint. And coming up on today's podcast, we've got an interview with South African Vili Brits, who plays his rugby here in Japan. But first, two games today, including the game between France and USA, which finished 33-9 to France. They left it late. They scored three late tries to get that bonus point victory, but were within three points right up until the final quarter. And then history in the other game between New Zealand and Canada. Yes, the Kiwis romped home and in doing so they made history as well. All three Barrett brothers, you may remember we told you yesterday, they will be making history and the fact that they're all lining up together, well, they've decided to pal up and actually make some more history just to make it even more impressive for everyone who watched that game. All three of them, that's Bowden, that's Geordie and that's Scott, all bundled over for tries to become the first trio of brothers to ever score all in the same match at a Rugby World Cup. To be honest, they never really had to get out of second gear here against the Canada side, who were probably just too busy gazing at them, thinking what an amazing opportunity this is to play against the All Blacks. They'll definitely have bigger fish to fry, but I think they will be very happy with their day's work, whereas France, very laboured. I think the word underwhelming has been used a lot, and USA, especially in that first half, put up a really good fight. And speaking of fish to fry, we had a lovely little dinner today at a local authentic Japanese restaurant in the local area, didn't we? No English in sight. None of the staff spoke English. No English on the menu, so we had to very much guess our way around. But there's lots of pictures of fish all over the place, so that was the, the star meal. We didn't go for fish, though, did we? We kind of pointed to random Japanese words and hoped for the best, but it was lovely. Yeah, it's quite a surreal experience sitting down, looking at a piece of paper and you have no idea what any of those symbols mean, any of those prices. But it was lovely. It was all roasted in front of us. There was a fire. It's really traditional Japanese. We sat there on our cushions and it was thoroughly enjoyable. Okay, now time for our main feature, which saw us meet up today with Vili Brits, who is number eight flanker. He's played in Super Rugby for Cheetahs. But in the last few years, he relocated to Japan for a new challenge, played for the Sunwolves. And now he's found his spot at the NTT comms Shining Arcs, who play in the Japan top league of rugby union. So while we were just walking the streets of Tokyo, Willie hooked up with us. And as we strolled, we talked about all things rugby for him, how he loves Japan so much and actually his mission to become one of those Blossom Boys. Willie, we had you on a few months ago, and I think the big story last time we chatted to you, you decided that Japan was the way forward in terms of your rugby. You wanted to make an international allegiance with them. What's the latest with that? Are you now technically in consideration for the Japan national team? Yes, um, that was a plan. Uh, I am qualified to play for them for this World Cup. Uh, Unfortunately, didn't make the, the, the squad. Um, but yeah, it's still still the dream uh, representing the country, and um, yeah, we'll see what happens in the next couple of years, and uh, all depends on who's going to be coach, or am I playing good rugby or not. Or so yeah, I'm really looking forward to what the future, future holds. And is it as simple as that? Is the plan just I'm going to play great rugby for the Shining Arcs, and then see where it takes me? There's not a lot else you can do, I suppose. Yeah, I think for me, um, that's rugby. You know, like that's why we're here. That's why you do it every day. Um, you just got to give your best every day, and. Um, at the end of the day, um, yeah, it's not really about the rugby. It's like the talent God gave me to play, and I need to be at my best every game and just honour him 
through my rugby. Otherwise, I feel like the talent's going to waste, and then you're not like bringing your part to to the body. And some people, some people might be listening to this and say, "Hang on a minute, he's not Japanese. He's South African, clearly." Obviously, born and raised South Africa, you played Super Rugby. Why did you make the switch to come over, play a trade in Japan? And obviously now you've you've fallen in love with Japan so much that you want to represent them. How did that happen? Why did that happen? Yeah, I think for me, um, I never really thought about the the opportunity of um, being in in Japan playing rugby here. But um, yeah, opportunity came around a couple of years ago, and um, I, I actually always wanted to go play in France or Italy. You know, like that was always a childhood dream. Um, Playing there, seeing the world, um, just enjoying life, you know. But then I got the opportunity to come to Japan, and um, my dad actually told me, like, "Just do it, you know. Like you can go see the world, um, enjoy rugby from a different perspective, and um, yeah, you know, get to know new people, make new friends, and uh, yeah, actually just just love it in Japan. Like it's, it's, it's a beautiful country. You guys will see it. It's like it's amazing. The people's really amazing. The culture is amazing." And of course, everyone's attention at the minute is firmly focused on the Rugby World Cup. How much does that mean to, to you as a rugby player here, to the people of Japan, to not just host this, but also for them to be doing so well on the pitch, beating Ireland? It must be an amazing place right now. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think a lot of people thought they won't be able to do it because um, it's not as big of a rugby country um, as any of the other uh, top 10 tier. Side, so, um, but I think they're really doing a great job. I think everyone's enjoying it, and just the efficiency that everything goes around and works. Um, being able to go in and out of a stadium with not a lot of cues, you know, like just everything works. Um, so it's just like the way they, they go about it. Um, not a lot of people are used to that, and just the friendliness of, of all the people again, you know, like trying to help everyone and making sure, like someone stands there trying to look at a ticket, don't know what to do, and suddenly someone pops up and hey, can I help yeah, you? Yeah, had that a lot. Yeah, so um, I think in that all sense, it's been a great uh, thing for Japan hosting the World Cup. Um, Rugby-wise, for me as a player, it's, it's been a lot um, just for, for Japan doing so well. You know, like no one's ever um, seen them as a great rugby nation, but now they eighth in the world, mm-hmm. and I think people, um, you know, forget that sometimes. Yes, that's big. And uh, they're really doing well. Beats Ireland. I think Ireland was at that stage number one or two in the in, two, in the world, yeah. two yeah, in the world, two. and um, being beaten by Japan, I think it was really good. And Japan just outplayed them, like putting pressure on them mm-hmm. the whole time. And um, so hopefully they can they can carry on with their form. Um, it takes a lot for, for a team to back up a performance like that. Uh, so they've got their next game, I think, either Scotland or Samoa, and, and it's not going to be easy. Yeah. But um, I def- definitely think they can do it. Just like the, the team they have there, the players they have, has a lot of experience in them. A captain like Michael Leach leading the pack. Um, he's a phenomenal player, phenomenal person. Um, so, yeah, I think the boys around them, it really has what it, it's got what it takes to, to be able to do it. And what have you made of the World Cup as a whole right now? Obviously, as a pro, I'm sure you're very hypercritical of what you see. You know when something is good, when tackles are poor, when refereeing is awful, and we've seen quite a bit of that so far. <laughs> what do you think about the, the general standard of match play so far? Do you think it's been everything you'd hoped it would be? Yeah, I think it's been pretty good. Um, yeah. The whole you know, quality of rugby has been really good. and uh, Some of the games are a bit difficult with the uh, humidity, uh, sweaty ball, and... Um, Guys just dropping a lot of balls and yeah. stuff like that. I saw the um, Samoa Scotland game the other day. It was, it was really, really Messy, tough. Yeah. But um, other than that, I think the rugby is on a different level at the moment. So, um, but the teams you thought were going to be convincing is not. And then um, some teams that were convincing lost other games, that easy games. So I think it's all up there. Um, I can't really say off the top of my head who's going to win it. 
Um, so that's actually still on the thing. fence. Yeah, still on the <laughs> fence actually, and and I think it's a good thing for for rugby. You know, like not having that one team, everyone thinks like they're gonna win it. Um, even watching the All Blacks against the Springboks, um, not one of those teams were convincing. Even though they still beat South Africa with ten points, but they weren't convincing in the win. So. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a nice open World Cup. Um, quarterfinals is going to be a massive clash, and um, just going to be excited to watch it from there on. But yeah, like you said, the refereeing's been awful. Um, I, I think it's just the inconsistency. Yeah. Um, wouldn't say the refs are awful, but like just the inconsistency they have in calls, and um, I feel like they're really influenced from outside at the moment, and um, which is sad to see because they they really have a big influence on the game and. Um, if you can have that in a normal test in a championship or something like that, but in a World Cup, there's there's so little room for error, yeah. and one game can cost you the World Cup. So um, I think it's it's really a sad thing, a sad thing to see. Um, so hopefully they can just top up with the consistency and um, yeah. And it must excite you just having the World Cup here. We've seen kids in parks playing rugby. They've got football shirts on or soccer shirts, but they're still playing rugby. Do you think, are you confident the legacy that this World Cup's going to leave? Is that going to kickstart rugby in Japan? Do you think every, every crowds are going to turn out to maybe the Japan top league because of this? Do you think this is going to have a really positive impact in the next few years? Yeah, definitely. I think um, rugby has been played a couple of years ago. Um, started playing in Japan and yeah, I think it's just been growing. For me, being here the last five years, um, ever since my first year to up until now, it's been growing crazy so um, people are just loving rugby like and that's the thing rugby does in every country in the world brings people together you know okay switching focus I'm going to talk to you about your Instagram which <laughs> is where you start wetting yourself thinking I'm going to embarrass you but I won't <laughs> I've noticed that you illiterate with lots of motivational quotes there's quite a lot of Bible verses there it seems if you follow Vili on Instagram you'll see how encouraging it all is it seems like faith in Jesus for you your Christian faith drives you in pretty much everything that you do why why is that so important to you how does that impact you in the kind of rugby player you're trying to be yeah i think it's it's pretty much jesus you know like um he came to save my life he gave me a dream a couple of years ago and um when i was down and out with rugby i didn't make any squads no provincial teams i was only playing under 19 for university side and he gave me a dream of um, i'll be able to speak in front of people uh, big crowds and they'll know me through my rugby, you know, and I, I can just preach the gospel to them. And at that stage, I was like, listen, yeah, this is weird because I'm not making any teams. I'm under 19, um, don't have a contract, nothing. So, um, and then a couple of years after, he just came and um, just confirmed that dream again, you know. So for me, um, looking po back at my career, um, it's always just been Jesus, you know, like as soon as I take my focus off him, I can see my rugby plummeting. And uh, that's why I'm saying I, I don't think Jesus or uh, God cares a lot about rugby, but He cares about you as a person. Like for me, I, there's one phrase that's been hitting my, my in my mind the whole time is like every heart counts. And um, in in every sense of the way, like uh, no matter sports or business or whatever you're going through at the moment, like your heart counts. Like Jesus wants your heart. Like He'll leave the 99 to go fetch the one. Uh, that's, that's that's thrown out. So um, for rugby, for me, that's pretty much what I want to bring out to people and, and share with the people. Like, um, if it wasn't for God, for Jesus, I wouldn't have made it this far for, in rugby. And I'm not saying that um, yes, follow God, because then you'll make it with rugby. Not at all. But I think, like I said, every heart counts. So Jesus wants to be so focused on on a relationship with you and um, spending that quality time with Him, and so that you can know, like, no matter what situation or circumstances in life you have, you can always just go sit at Jesus' feet, and you'll be safe. 
and um, it's, it's always easier said than done. Um, for me, I've also been through a couple of tough years, but um, knowing that you have your identity in Christ and you're rooted in Christ, um, nothing can shake that. You know, like yes, uh, circumstances can be crazy, it can be whirlwinds or, or tsunamis or whatever around you, but you'll still be, be grounded in God and He'll never let you go. Um, so I think just always trying to get the focus back on, on, on Jesus and um, His love for people and love for you and like I said every heart counts he really wants to be intimate with you that was Vili Brits of Japanese top league side NTT comms Shining Arcs speaking to us near Tokyo Station just before he went off to a Japanese lesson and he's got a big exam coming up soon so we wish him all the best for that one how's your Japanese going Lim? it's coming along slowly uh, I'm aiming to actually learn one phrase a day. So I'm going to set you a challenge tomorrow, Tom. I'm going mm. to give you a phrase that you have to somehow wedge into everyday conversation. And I think you're going to do the same for me. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just starting with basics. You know, I'm going for hello, how are you, please, thank yous. So in case you're interested, how are you is Ogen, Ogen Kirisuka. Ogen Kirisuka. Ogen Kidesuka. Ogen Kidesuka. So that's our word. That's our word for the day tomorrow. We'll see uh, what facial expressions we get. And if people try and talk to us off the back of that, we'll have to shut them down pretty quickly because yeah. that's all our vocab for tomorrow. That sounds good. And what we've been told is that you actually read it as it looks in each syllable is basically said the same, so you don't place any emphasis on a particular syllable. So we'll give that one a go tomorrow and let you know how we do. We've been loving hearing your comments on social media and via WhatsApp, uh, so we've got another question for you. What have you made of the refereeing at this Rugby World Cup? We'd love to know your thoughts. It's been a little bit topsy-turvy. We've had some reports of people being very angry at the refs and other people saying, actually, do you know what? It's the TMO slowing the game down too much. So overall, what's the balance been like? How do you think the refs have been doing at this Rugby World Cup? And as always, you can get in touch with our WhatsApp number, which is plus four four seven seven zero seven 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 six seven nine zero. So there's two games coming up tomorrow in Pool D. There's a clash between Georgia and Fiji. Fiji will be looking to respond positively after being beaten by Uruguay. This one may prove crucial in deciding third place in the pool and with it that all-important automatic qualification spot for the 2023 World Cup in France. Meanwhile, in Pool A, Ireland will be looking to bounce back from their defeat to Japan with a victory over Russia in the sweltering heat of Kobe Misaki Stadium. That's it for today. Thanks for listening to the Planet Sport Rugby podcast, Japan 2019. I'm Tom Ellis. I'm Liam Flint. And this has been a Passion for Sport production. Sayonara.